greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians, who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, 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 the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure it out. What does an unbelieving world simply find unbelievable? It's Christians and their hypocrisy. Uh, we're in the midst of a, a series we're trying out here with uh, Don't Be an Idiot, and we're glad you're joining us. This is uh, the third one in our series about predators of the faith, things that <laughs> I think of a predator. It takes it and eats it and kills it, <laughs> and that's that's what we're talking about, things that can take a, a person's faith and, and eat it, drag it out, kill it. And uh, so, so we looked at uh, biblical uh, illiteracy. And, and how really that's, that's the foundation for all of it is you have to know your Bible. And then the second one, uh, is, um, the problem of evil, the oldest the, of the predators, the oldest of the predators of the faith. I wholly agree with that. And this is probably the most common question I hear or the most common, like, Oh, I don't believe in Christianity because of this. There's and a lot of lip service here. And it's also yeah. maybe the most trite or not sincere question. Mm-hmm. Now we open today with uh, a song, an old song that we both remember uh, by DC talk called my the first album was, G- was Jesus freak. Uh, and that was came from that album. So album, not even a word we use anymore. No, Isn't no, that no. Crazy? it's not a single, right? It's uh, just- yeah. Uh, and it's, what if I stumble and, and the chorus continues, what if I fall? What if I lose my step and I make fools of us all? And that gets at, like, he, they are expressing the very real pressure of what if I become a hypocrite? What if people see that I don't have it all together? I honestly, I live in fear of this a little bit as a pastor. Mm. Cause especially it seems like in the culture, the climate we live in right now, like pastors are easy targets, man. Mm. Something that we've said a lot, like, hey, it's okay. Pastors are allowed to struggle too, people. Uh, but we've seen a lot of big names for, sometimes rightfully so, yeah. being brought down off the pedestal. Um, and sometimes you're like, man, he's just human. Yeah, They're just human. Like, I, I, I live in fear of this game. I'm like, man, like, I've often said, what's going to take me out of youth ministry uh, is going to be me. Mm. And, and I just don't want to end up there. And so I try to put discipline in my life. That's a big reason mm. I have discipline. I don't want to stumble. I, I can totally relate. What if I stumble? What if I fall? You know. So with that being said, what, lay out the problem here. Why do people point to Christians and be like, ah, I, this is a predator of the faith. We're saying this is something that eats faith in people. So what is it about hypocrisy that eats people's faith? I think especially if you're new believers or, or people who are, you know, I, I'm trying to argue for the case for Christ for uh, someone who doesn't believe. This is, they point to like, hey, you're saying you believe all of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be kind to other people. You should be always loving. You shouldn't get angry. You shouldn't do all these things. You look at the life of Jesus. You're saying you're trying to live like Jesus. But then I see you over here. I see you being rude. And I see you, you know, students talk about this all the time. Like they act one way in youth group. And when they're at school, they're a totally different person. Or, you know, how are you going to leave church? 
mm. hearing about loving like Jesus and then go flip someone off in the car because they cut you off. Yeah. And so those are silly reasons, but Christians still do horrible things. Mm. And and even sometimes we've done that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. We, we've used it as a battering ram against people. We, but, and so I think it's easy to point and look at this and say, I could never follow God because Caleb, you know, whatever, he did this to me, mm. you know, uh, and that's just hypocritical. Yeah. Thinking of the denomination or church-wide aspect, like you, you come from Southern Baptist and a lot of people have rejected Southern Baptist because of the, they did not go hard against slavery. Um, they didn't go against it at all for some point. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, you said it lightly there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they were passively, actively, however you want to say it, supporting slavery. And so some people have written them off in their faith. Um, just a personal, don't be an idiot example of hypocrisy <laughs> Being a dad is fun, very hard, oh. and uh, so working with my kids on emotions is a big <laughs> deal. And one of my kids is just having a full-on meltdown, right? And rather than me remaining the adult in the room, <laughs> I'm getting more and more frustrated at just the meltdown in process here, and <laughs> I end up. Yelling at my son, why don't you get some <laughs> emotional control? The irony slapped me in the as face. You lose as emotional the words control. are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of a new level of just, what are you doing, idiot? Like, oh, my goodness. You can't yeah. yell at your son. Uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I just said this this week. Uh, my wife's like, why are you getting upset? And I'm like, I'm not upset. And she's like, <laughs> she just looks at me and starts laughing. And I was like, oh. Which, which <laughs> calms you down instantly. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Which at getting laughed at is always just a remedy. <laughs> but, but this is pretty common, right? Like, yeah. I, I've heard people leave churches because someone's wronged them. Mm. Uh, there's a famous uh, in Acts where Paul mm. rebukes Peter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's get after this. Because Peter... You know, when all of his Jew buddies come around, they were Jewish and they were his buddies. So <laughs> Peter had been making steps to be the leader of the church. And that now included Gentiles. Yeah. Right. It included yeah. Gentiles. Yeah. Now. Hey, weird. It was a time of transition. Things were crazy. It wasn't. There was a lot of chaos lot and of chaos. changing values. Weird. Almost weird. like that's there was most tension. of human history. Anyway. And so. And so one of the things that there's a huge hard change for everybody is where Jews were commanded not to eat certain things or even eat with certain people Yep. to be able to stay holy, be holy as I am holy is what God would have been saying in the Old mm -hmm. Testament. And so Paul sees this and calls Peter out. I yep. Now, neither Paul or Peter ever had a problem calling people out, but he was a huge hypocrite. And it, so the church leader, the one that Jesus is like, hey, you're going to lead the new church. Within the first few years, is being an idiot and is being mm -hmm. hypocritical. So why do you think this is the easiest to give lip service to and point out, Caleb? Because culture embraces it. Okay. Uh, because it's, it's super common. Yeah. And here's the reality is that we 
all are hypocrites. It it is it's simply true. You cannot avoid it. <laughs> yes. And in fact, that's why I don't I, I struggle when somebody says this because it's it, a it, it's just popular to say. So I'm always like, yeah, do you really actually think that? Or is it just something popular that you've heard? So you throw this out there. But then beyond that, I'm like, yes. Yep. I don't live up to my own standard for myself. That's why I need Jesus. I just, (laughs) Jesus. He's the only one to have done it. Oh, man. But then it's, so for me, just asking that follow-up question. Oh, so you perfectly live up to your own standard for yourself? Uh, something you said there. We can't even live up to the standards we create for ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let alone the standard <laughs> for, for the creator God set for us. Yeah, that's almost one of my favorite ways to, to talk about sin anymore. Is not to, to compare it to the biblical standard for sin. With somebody who doesn't accept the Bible as, as yeah. the authority. I don't need to go to the Bible... The, and, and the Bible reinforces this, your own conscience. You fail yourself. <laughs> shows that you fail your own standard for whatever it is. The Bible says that the Ten Commandments were given to us, not because we, God thought we were going to be able to follow them, so that there was something to point to be like, see, see, you're an idiot. <laughs> and and that's, that's something external, but he also gave us our consciences. Yep. And that your own conscience betrays you that you are guilty, and so that's why that's why it's really hard for me because when when people come at me with oh Christians are hypo- hypocrites, one popular, but two yes, <laughs> yeah that's boring. Yeah, <laughs> give boring. me a better give me a better predator. So this is this is hard for me to accept this one, um and 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 deal with this in grace because there are real times when Christians have been hurtfully hypocritical Uh, we can just go back to the slavery example uh (laughs) there were people using the bible and taking context verses out of context Mm. to perpetuate the slavery system yeah not okay not okay not okay Mm -mm. Uh, there have been famous evil wolves in sheep's clothing who've Mm. used the bible to abuse and hurt people not okay we're not saying hey uh, everyone's a hypocrite so don't worry about it no 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 we're not saying that we're just simply saying like, hey, this is a bad reason because you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Mm. There's no system, mm. religious or otherwise, that you're going to get away from this. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to jump ship. Mm. Actually, that should take the power out of the predator. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 I, I, that perfectly so. It should take the power out of the predator. Like yeah. that, that, that's why I, I'm not fearful of this one because it's, it's not a very scary predator. The other two, I, it's, it, they're big to mm-hmm. me. This one, so, so just thinking about that and uh, as you were talking, just dealing with people. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No, you're good. I, the hypocrisy of people is a hard thing to swallow, guys. And we realize that. And I, I actually do think that as Christians, we need to be working towards not living a life that's hypocritical oh okay so where i was going thank you uh two illustrations of modern christian hypocrisy what one 
from the political right, one from the political left. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, ah. stay in tune for next week because we're going to be talking about politicized faith. Sure. That's when I just, boy, you said triggered for <laughs> last week. I get triggered on that one. So, yeah, that'll be a fun conversation. But, okay, so uh, a big one is headship, uh, political right. And this one is a little bit older, and I, and that I think there's really good answers. But uh, the headship, the husband is the head of the wife, right? Paul talks about that. Uh, women remain silent in the church and submit You're saying to these negatively just to prove your point, I don't, hope. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk in the service. Uh, well, what does biblical headship look like? Well, it looks like Jesus who loved the church and gave himself up Laid for down her. for it. So all of that, what, what, when we're talking about biblical headship, it, sometimes th- this is a caricature, but like, hey, the woman does whatever the man says. Uh, he handles the finance. He does just, just whatever. Well, that's not, that's not necessarily biblical headship. It, it's, it's this servanthood. It's serving your wife. It's loving her. It's le- it is leading her. I've always thought it's more of a weight than a benefit. It is so, <laughs> so heavy yeah. that you uh, are held accountable for your wife and leading her well and, and speaking to her seeing what she needs. Um, <laughs> uh, it says, husbands, love your wives and, and live with her in an understanding way is one of my favorite verses. Mm. Like, you have to understand. That's what headship looks like. Jesus knows his church. So you're he, saying this is a place where people are hypocritical? I think one of the things that modern uh, culture right now says, oh, the church is hypocritical uh, is in the way they treat women. Okay. The, Right? Yeah, you you yeah. literally I'm, rolled your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I'm well, sure people we, have. I, yes, we, I know people have used it to Yeah, I've, I know relationships where I'm like that. Not healthy, not biblical. Yeah, Stop yeah, saying yeah. it is. Yeah, yes, yes. That's not, not right, right? It's, it's a hypocritical relationship to say this. On the political left right now, is this God is love? Is that a true statement? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's also justice. He's also justice. There's also objective standards that he has that says this is what is right and true. And so which is loving, which is loving, (laughs) loving somebody doesn't mean laying over supporting every idiotic thing that they believe about themselves in the world. Love sometimes means I spank my kids. Love sometimes means I tell my kids no. Right now, uh, the Christian political left says that you get to decide whatever is right sexually and that love is love. Man, it's dangerous. It's super dangerous and it's very hypocritical. And I think future, and and the reason I bring both of those up is I think they're going to be looked at as how the church dealt with slavery. Mm. And like, oh, that was a huge miss. So in a hundred years, people in a hundred years, they'll be like, wow, look at how the church failed culture. Then when it said, oh, love is love or uh, what Christian headship looks like. Yeah. And, and both of those are th- things that I, th- I think are hypocritical. Well, one, <laughs> the, the, the love is love. That, that's, love does not mean always supporting a, a, and encouraging every idea and belief. Love sometimes means saying, no, that's wrong. Can we go back to another DC Talk song about love is a verb? <laughs> yeah, love is a verb. <laughs> yeah, we're Full both circle, baby. Talk, baby. <laughs> it's not necessarily an emotion. So No. Uh, so... <laughs> Just want to throw it back over to you for a second. 
what are some of the questions, what are some of the real things of hypocrisy that you've been questioned about? Like personally? Yeah, like what are some of the situations that you've seen? Can can you give us some real life examples of people saying, "Oh, I can't I can't believe in God or I'm walking away from the church because I've seen this level of hypocrisy." Yeah, I mean, being in student ministry, this is an easy one. Uh I, I had a student a couple of years ago, I won't say their name. Uh they just stopped coming to youth group. Mm. And I remember sitting down with them like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they're like, "I'm tired of seeing these kids come into youth group." And they'd have been generally a church kid. This was a church kid that I was talking to. They're coming in youth group and they're acting like they're living a life for Jesus. And then I get to go see them at school and they're being jerks and they're not living for Jesus. And mm. I just can't accept this. And I was like, dude, go back to last week. That sucks. Mm. That sucks because he was legitimately trying to live his life in, in two big areas of his life. He was trying to be the same person at school, which is a really hard thing to mm-hmm. do as he was at youth group. And he recognized the hypocrisy of other people. And, and I just sat him down and I was like, hey, like you're seeing sin for what it is. Mm. And that's a good thing. But your reaction to this should not be, let's get away from them. Ah, that's good. Your reaction should be, well, one, if they're an active member of your church and your community, mm. hey, be Paul to Peter. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Two, recognize maybe let's not expect unsaved people to act like saved people. Was another mm-hmm. side of that. So uh, that that was kind of Christian looking to unchristian. I, I think I've seen people do it the opposite way too. Like, you know, these church people, you know, they're all good and lovey dovey and not loving each other. But then, you know, that husband goes home and he, he beats his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people are broken. Mm. People are broken. One, we're all, we blow things out of proportion all the time. Uh, and we're looking for excuses. Like, as you said at the beginning, hypocrisy is often the boogeyman for your own selfish desires in your church. Mm. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to accept God's rule in my life. And so I'm going to come up with a reason. And the easiest reason to find is I see some brokenness in this person (laughs) and I'm going to run away from it. Mm -hmm. Caleb, how long would it take someone in our church who we pastor over to dig into our life till they find something that makes them mad? I don't think they have to dig. (laughs) I think it's more often than not smacking them in the face. Like, yeah, yeah I, well, I'm, I'm broken. This has happened to you with someone in the church before mm. where they stop coming. Talk about that. Cause that, I mean, I think we can talk about that story and not, you know, name names and things like that. But this was kind of the conversation you're, you're having. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I'm trying to sanitize this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was an event that I did not, uh, pursue them at the level that they thought. And so they, they left the church because they thought I was mad at them. And I didn't need it. It, it, it wasn't, I, I just didn't think about them. Like it wasn't, that sounds terrible, but like it, it was just, I was busy talking to other people, d- doing other things. But at the end of the day, it really wasn't about you. It wasn't, it, there couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Could not have been about me. And uh, th- they, leverage that for whatever reason as a uh, reason to walk away and that was really sad and uh, I could see how some Christians take that and yeah. and feel that but this one in, in particular was when I was like I, I can't own that I can't own your emotional response to that um, well uh, I, guess, I guess what should our response be as Christians mm. well because you've said two things it's real. Mm-hmm. Hypocrisy is real yep. and it's damaging and dangerous. It can mm-hmm. be. 
But the other side of that is like, it's unavoidable mm-hmm. and this should not be a reason to run away. So how, how should we react? Yeah, that's, that's a good, good question. And I think that's where we should land and, and talk about. And the first thing I would say is don't apologize for things you have no control over or that you weren't a part of. Apologizing for historical things. Oh my goodness. C.S. Lewis, one of our favorite guys, uh, has the term chronological snobbery. <laughs> and it's such a good term. Like, just because values and culture have changed doesn't mean we need to go back and apologize for uh, the things other people have said and done. Apologize for what you have done and said. So if it's hypocrisy that's related to you, acknowledge it. How many times, Caleb, have you had to try to defend the Crusades? <laughs> I won't. That's the famous one, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yes. Oh, I can't. The Christians for thousands of years, look what they did in the Crusades. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, first uh, of all, you have uh, a terrible understanding of history. How have we made it 21 minutes and not mentioned the Crusades? Because that's the <laughs> dumbest thing. Like, <laughs> But it's exactly what you're I'm not going to apologize no. for something that happened on a different continent. That, different continent, thousands of years ago, entirely different world, and you don't know history. Like, yeah. let's deal with all of this. <laughs> yeah, like we can't even deal with it this time. But it's a, just a prime, like... yes. Christian, stop apologizing for the Crusades. Learn history and go figure that out. Anyway, but if it is something you've done, own it. Own it. Own it. Apologize. Because guess what? You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And and reiterate to them, yeah, I'm a working project. Progress. And project. Yeah, I'm a working (laughs) project. (laughs) But so so that, so don't, uh, but if it is you, and then just, I guess, going back to the, the problem of evil, if it's genuine, real hurt, if it's not the Crusades, <laughs> yeah. slavery from 150 years ago, if it's something that they've actually been hurt by, first, sit with them in it. But then, uh, as the goal of a- any good counselor is to help you process through that, yeah, begin gently and uh, tenderly asking questions to help them begin to question their assumptions about that situation. Uh, for example, the, the one where someone uh, got hurt by what I did, uh, I would have loved to have sat down with them and, and asked them some questions about why. What, what is that? Well, we talk, feelings are real, but they're not always true. So what, what objectively happened? And, and in some cases, there's real, <laughs> real, real hurt, yeah. real situations that people, well, a, a real um, public one was Ravi Zacharias. Mm. Uh, huge. It's hard to talk about. I huge hypocrite. Looked up to uh, him so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian apolo- If you don't know, huge Christian apologist, uh, leader of a great ministry. Uh, in the last hundred years is one of the most important Christian minds. I, I, I don't yeah. think that's overstating it. Yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah, up there. Um, but then was sexually exploiting uh, women in dangerous ways. And, well, it's all <laughs> terrible, but yeah, just th- he, he was not living out the gospel. Uh, he was not living out God's love. And yeah. It was wrong. Yeah. They, they, justice will be had and needs to be had there, um, mm-hmm. both by earthly things and God. You know what I mean? Uh, but a hard question I remember having to ask, people were asking, like, does that negate yeah. 
does that negate the Everything Jesus among other gods? Was that his book? You know what I mean? Things like that. It's so, so difficult. We live in a world that loves to tear down our heroes of the past. Caleb kind mm-hmm. of alluded to this, reading a book through the Civil War. And it's mm-hmm. been really popular to tear down. And some things need not to be propped up. Yeah. But other things, I think we can take the good for what it is and mm-hmm. not have to and, and use that and not use the bad from it too. Yeah. So go- going back to... Do you, do you have any recommendations for people as they uh, process through hypocrisy? Yeah, I, I think you said, well, as Christians, like own what you can own and, and lay everything else aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the owning side of it, be quick to apologize or quick quick to have grace for others and yourself. And, and when mm-hmm. apology is necessary, do it and, mm-hmm. and do it often. I often think that to my in my marriage. I, as the leader of my family and my in my uh, marriage, I need to be like, hey, I didn't handle this well mm-hmm. and, and be quick to that. This happened recently with a the mom. There was a big mis- misunderstanding on a youth trip on the way back from one of our youth trips. Uh, and I was cast in the worst possible light. And I did not need to apologize for something I didn't do. Mm. But I said to the mom, I said, hey, I was the leader. I was the adult. I'm really sorry that this is how this ended up. Mm. And here's how I'm going to try to fix this. I'm reading in Romans through my quiet time right now. And I only read one chapter this morning. I normally read two or three because I wanted to sit on the last verse. And it was of my chapter this morning. It was daily put on Christ. Mm. Put them on. Yeah. And I, I started to read past and I came back to it. I was like, what, what does it mean to put on Christ? Like, yes, I'm a hypocrite. Christian, you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're caught in it and when you find yourself guilty of it, Point to Jesus yeah. and saying, yes, I'm fallen, I'm broken. That's why Jesus is my Lord, because he's mm-hmm. not. And I would take that and apply that for when you're dealing with somebody else who has real, genuine hurt uh, from an, a, a different Christian's hypocrisy, is remind them that that's the whole point, that that is the gospel. So if it's yourself, speak of how you desperately need the gospel. If it's somebody else, remind them that, that's the that's the all we are as as Christians is broken people uh that are acknowledging our brokenness to God and asking Jesus to come in and, and create in us a, a new heart. One of my favorite things, one of the illustrations, I'm not sure if it's yours or someone else or you read it or Joe read it, <laughs> is if you're if you're filling up this cup of hate mm-hmm. because you've been hurt, mm-hmm. because you're pointing at other people's hypocrisy. Let's mm-hmm. call it what it is. And I'm walking around with this cup full of acid. Mm. because of all the things that I've put in this cup, all the bad, legitimate yep. things that have happened. And I bump into someone and it spills on me or it spills on them. Like there's a point where you're now responsible for the things that you're holding on to, and you need mm-hmm. to forgive others. You need to forgive yourself. You need to be moving past them because yep. if you're sitting in it, I, I think this happens all the time with churches. I can never go back to the church because of that one church did. Sure. Yep. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater here, like mm-hmm. that pastor that person, that church is not Jesus. They're fallen and broken and mm-hmm. hypocritical. Get up, put your eyes on Jesus, put on Jesus every day, mm. and go do what he's called you to do. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about frozen theology. Yeah. The next right step. It. And, and that's what, if, if you're holding on to other people's hypocrisy, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, acknowledge it's it. It's damaging to yourself. It's only hurting you. You're going to spill you. that cup, and it's going to hurt you. It's only hurting you. Do the next right thing. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot.
Thank you.